Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Let me just tell you, if you're going to start listening and writing things down, you're going to be much better off because you're going to learn things. You're going to learn things. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, ESPN Radio, in for Greeny today. We are also, of course, on ESPN Plus after a Game 5 that went the Warriors' way. Chris, we have been saying, and by we, I mean me, for the last week and a half, that Andrew Wiggins was needed to give something more offensively to the Golden State Warriors because nobody else was given it. And last night, he proved that so far he has been the MVP of this series. Oh, no doubt. Wig balled. And I'm not just talking about what he did offensively, but more so what he did defensively, putting the clamps on Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and whoever he was lined up against. But, Carlin, we'll have plenty of time to get into Wiggins. I got to address what you just said. I'm not sure I'm on board with our listeners writing down everything that we say because then all of a sudden they got receipts and sometimes they can, I don't know, bring those things back up when we're off base and we certainly got to visit one of the takes that I was off based on based on what we saw last night in game five of the finals. Yeah, but there, there, is some, there, is something, there is something that happened in game five of the NBA finals where I have to do a mea culpa. I was wrong. I apologize to my listeners, our listeners, for steering them wrong. I was completely wrong. Well, we are going to pick you up because there was something that you were ridiculously right on. And we are just getting the ball rolling. So much to get to during this show, including if the Ravens are treating Lamar Jackson like you'd actually treat a running back today. What do we mean? Well, that is coming up in just a bit. But you know Game 5 is where it all begins. Out to the corner, Thompson, one dribble, fires for three, and crushes it from outside. That could be the dagger. We have a chance. we got two two cracks to getting one win. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It feels good, but we haven't done anything yet. One more to go for the Golden State Warriors, who have won the last two in a row. They put that Celtic automatic win after a loss streak to bed a phenomenal performance we are presented by progressive insurance and chris let's get to the straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless and it's quite simply this andrew wiggins as much as we can talk about everything that steph has done offensively and i know there's an argument to be had here and i know that if they actually ultimately win this series will be the mvp everything that andrew wiggins has done has proven to be the most valuable in this series to the Golden State Warriors to be where they are, especially in the last couple of games, not just on the offensive end, Chris, but as you brought up and have brought up throughout the series, what he has done defensively when he is on Jason Tatum, it is an absolute shutdown. He is doing a phenomenal job, and frankly, Looks an awful lot like Iguodala, except better when Andre won the MVP 
for the Golden State Warriors against LeBron and company back in 2015. Yeah, but let's be honest. Andre Iguodala shouldn't have won that MVP. That should have been LeBron James. But I digress, Colin. What I will say about Andrew Wiggins, and I think this is the highest compliment that you can pay a player like that, you're talking about this being his first foray on this stage in the NBA Finals, and there are several other players that have all NBA nods under their belt, and Andrew Wiggins was the best player on the court by far. Yep. That, that was not even a question in Game 5, and I know people will look at the 26 points and the 13 rebounds and say that tells the story, but it really doesn't. You have to look at what Andrew Wiggins did as the primary defender, whether he was on – Jason Tatum, whether he was on Jalen Brown, no matter who he was covering, he was giving guys fits. And we saw that in the Western Conference Finals when he was locking up Luka Doncic and frustrating him. So Andrew Wiggins is turning himself into one of the best two-way players in all of the NBA. And there was a reason why he was a starter on the All-Star team in the Western Conference. He is taking a quantum leap since he's been with the Golden State Warriors and is getting closer to realizing the potential that the Minnesota Timberwolves saw once upon a time when they took him with the first overall pick. Now, I'm not saying that he's worthy of being a number one overall pick. All I'm simply saying is the talent is in there. And if you listen to some of the comments that Steph, Dre, Clay Thompson, Steve Kerr made about Andrew Wiggins throughout the season and in the playoffs, they've all said that Andrew Wiggins has another level. And I feel like we're seeing that next level for Andrew Wiggins on the biggest stage that the game has to offer, yep. which is incredible. Absolutely. And let's hear from Steph on Wiggins. Steph, last night, a guest with Monica McNutt on the ESPN Radio postgame show coverage of the NBA Finals. He has a very uh, defined role in terms of how he can impact the game. He's an unbelievable athlete, but within our offense, he knows he's going to get some looks. He can be aggressive driving, hitting open, you know, taking open looks. And then on defense... He's found an identity in terms of great one-on-one defense, rebounding the basketball, a competitive spirit that I don't think he knew he had in him, you know, coming into the league uh, throughout his career. And that's what that culture of the Warriors has brought out of him. I think we all looked at Andrew Wiggins in Minnesota for his first five years and really still wondered what he was. Now, he had four different coaches during that stretch, but he has gotten here. He has found a home. And, Chris, this is the stat that tells me everything from last night. Where have the Warriors really struggled in this series offensively? In the half court. They have been terrible in the half court. 24 of Wiggins' 26 points last night came in the half court. That is not only delivering when your team needs it. It is delivering in the fashion in which your team needs it. It's phenomenal. He had 10 points in the fourth quarter. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combined had 10 points in the fourth quarter, Chris. I mean, everything that he has done, and I understand that sex, uh, that Steph will be the sexier choice here, but Wiggins really should be the MVP here. If they end up winning this nah, series, nah, big fella, with everything he's done, with nah, everything take, he's done, taking, he absolutely it, should be. No, you're taking it a bridge too far, man. Why? As much as I respect Andrew Wiggins. Listen, I'll concede that Andrew Wiggins has been the second best player on the Golden State Warriors in these finals. When we start talking about the big three, it ain't Steph, Clay, and Draymond. It is Steph, Wig, and then Clay Thompson. 
Draymond is is down the line, mm-hmm. and, and is and I thought Draymond played better in Game Five. He Not was better game. last night. He was better last night, but he, he certainly wasn't close to what Andrew Wiggins brought to the party. And, and what I'll say about Wiggins is this: think about how he was getting his buckets, Carlin. You're not talking about him being that kid in the corner knocking down threes. As a matter of fact, he was 0 for 6 from three-point land in last night's game. And still did everything he did. It was was in the mid-range, and it was attacking the basket, which Golden State could absolutely use more of. He has, has, you know, I mean, he's not a young guy. He's 27 years old, but he has a degree of athleticism that Steph and Clay just can't bring to the table anymore, and they need that. And then he has that toughness, that grit on the defensive end. Not to mention, he's rangy. He can guard two through four. So I think he gives them some versatility on that side of the court. So that's a chess piece that Steve Kerr can use. And last night, he pushed all the right buttons in terms of putting Wiggins in positions to impact the game on both sides of the court. Now, we also got to acknowledge, Carlin, while we're giving love to the others, we got to talk about Klay Thompson and what he did last night. Because Klay Thompson was the one to stop the bleeding in that third quarter. There was a stretch in that third quarter where the Golden State Warriors missed 14 consecutive three-point shots. 14, Carlin. Yep. And the Boston Celtics made eight consecutive three-point shots, so much so that the Boston Celtics took a lead in the third quarter. But then Clay Thompson was the one with those back-to-back threes, first the catch-and-shoot three at the top of the key, and then the push-off three on Marcus Smart on the wing. Those shots are what bought Golden State back in that game. And then, of course, Jordan Poole. I don't know why Jordan Poole always does this at the end of the third quarter, but he hit another big shot at the end of the third quarter to cap the quarter and give Golden State the lead going into the fourth. To me, that was a huge momentum swing, and the Warriors were able to ride that in the fourth, which has been atypical of what we've seen them do in the fourth quarter in this series. Look, when you are going through a stretch defensively, like the – Warriors were in that third quarter where the Celtics are just lighting you up and you're just looking to stop the bleeding somehow. You always need that stabilizing moment. And Klay Thompson's two threes gave them the stabilizing moment. It gave them the opportunity to collect their breath, get back in the game. You get a fortuitous bank shot at the buzzer at the end of the third quarter for Jordan Poole. His second well, of the series. Well, he used every second on the clock, he didn't did. he? That he was did. so close. I mean, the, the ball left his fingertip. With a tenth. And then the red, and then the red light came on. I was exactly. Like, that, that was so close. With, within a tenth. It's all, it's all one of those uh, nights where those little moments came all together, but... I still have to go back to Wiggins. Even Draymond has to go back to Wiggins. We looked at the trade from the very beginning. Like, that is a guy who can fit next to a healthy group absolutely well. Uh, I think, you know, when he first came here, and I'll never forget, uh, it's when Tibbs wasn't with the Knicks. And Tibbs was like, you guys are going to love him. He competes. He defends. Uh, and, and he and he was telling us, Jimmy loved him. And, and we all know how Jimmy Butler is. Like, if you got any softness to you, Jimmy don't like you. That's just how Jimmy is cutting. And um, he's continued to show that. He's continued to get better. He's taken on every challenge that, that we've thrown in front of him, and it's huge, and we need him to do that for one more win. I can't get enough of him right now. And, mm. look, he's right. I mean, we, we know the competitive spirit of Jimmy Butler, yeah. and, and we know what that's about, and I think that tells you a whole lot right there. No, it does, but here's the thing. Wiggins, GP2, Jordan Poole, those three guys have allowed the Golden State Warriors dynasty to age gratefully. 
Like those are integral parts of this team in terms of being able to bring youth, athleticism, some versatility on the offensive end in terms of what they can do. Those guys are what what has allowed a core three guys and Steph Clay and Draymond to have a chance to be at this stage again and to make it six finals in the last eight years. And here's the thing, Carlin, you could see a path for the Golden State Warriors to be able to do this again next year. This is not like it's some outlier. Like it feels like Golden State is is gearing up for another dynastic run over the course of the next two or three seasons. And a big reason why is because they did have that injection of youth and athleticism in those three guys. Here's what I'll tell you. Wiggins' defensive rating compared to Iguodala against LeBron back in 2015, mm-hmm. 10 points better this series. That's, that's, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Can, 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 can I say this since you're bringing up AI? Can, can, can we can we stop with giving Andre Iguodala minutes? Like, I, I mean, <laughs> our, 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 like they're saying twenty fifteen. Yeah, like we're, like I'm over like I'm over it. I, I get that you want to have respect for Andre Iguodala. I yeah. get it, man. But it's like, do we really need to see Andre Iguodala out there, man? Uh, like, let, let's chill out. Yep, yep. Let's chill out. It's not it's not time for nostalgia. Not no, right now. We're, we're good. We're all set. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. What do your home and auto have in common? Well, they're yours, and Progressive protects them both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Man, fired up for just a jam-packed show over the next couple of hours. In just moments, and I'm going to need some help really understanding what the inner feelings of this are. But Chris Canty feels like he owes you an apology. And that is on the way. I'm going to tell you why he actually doesn't. Canty and Carlin, Greeny, ESPN Radio. I want Iguodala. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Everything that he has done, and I understand that sex, uh, that Steph will be the sexier choice here, but Wiggins really should be the MVP here. No, you're taking it a bridge too far. I knew that was going to come back to bite me. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I didn't bring it up, though. That was the guys behind the glass, Nuno and company, deciding that they're not going to let you forget it. Yeah, but you know what? I can't blame them. I was that's a producer. Why I t- but that's I, I, why I tell you, Carlin, why would you want our listeners to start writing stuff down? Because this is the kind of stuff that can come back to bite you. Because I'm, my listeners have a list, or our listeners have a list long enough already of things that I have been wrong about. Start writing the stuff down so that I know you know when I'm right. That's it. That's all. That's all. 
Right, I wrong, who keeps track? I, I want you, you to start good. keeping score. That's sex. <laughs> wow. Wow. Listen, I was a producer. If if the host on the show that I was producing did that, I absolutely would do the exact same thing. I can't blame you, Nuno. I can't not, blame uh, you, Cam. Hey, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's Cam. But yep. are you sure? I know what show you used to produce. You yeah, sure you would, <laughs> you would be allowed to do that? Uh Allowed to do it or just do it and do it once and hope for the best? <laughs> Ask for forgiveness. forgiveness do it, do it once and hope your key card works to get in the <laughs> building the next day. Honestly, if, if my key card didn't work, I still would have a lot more hair now. So it would have been a good trade-off. <laughs> it is Canty and Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Right now, he gives us tremendous perspective each and every week. He is ESPN senior writer Andre Snellings joining us in studio, giving us the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. All right, Dre. So you watched last night's game. It was kind of bizarre throughout to watch how that was ebbing and flowing for a little bit. But what happened to the Celtics last night where they had been so good after losses and yet last night, it wasn't there. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try not to, to make a drop that the producer can use against me, too. <laughs> but um, honestly, I felt like we saw game five before. It was just from reverse. It was game three, um, where the Celtics came out aggressive, controlled the whole game. The Warriors came back, made their run in the third, and then the Celtics finished it off in the fourth. The rhythm of last night's game felt the exact same. It was just from the other side. And... Andrew Wiggins was the he was the MVP yesterday. He was the 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 bridge, the the foundation that the Warriors built upon at both ends of the court. Because a lot has been made of Steph going 0 for 9 from three, but the team as a whole was like nine for forty or something crazy. Like their three point game was off. They won that game in from the two point line in. And Andrew Wiggins was the foundation for that. I I believe I saw they shot something like 67% as a team from two-point range during that game. And that was based on, you know, Wiggins being able to set up and create his own shot from the mid-range, the, the, the lost art of the mid-range shot. So the rhythm of the game was wild. Uh, in the second half, it was Wiggins's defense. And also Gary Payton the second. There hasn't been a lot of talk about him. His ability to come back in this series – and be that perimeter defender that they could throw on Jalen Brown while Wiggins is guarding Jason Tatum has really kind of helped change some of the momentum of what the Celtics like to do. Dre, you're going to have to help me with this Jason Tatum thing because I've been caping for him being a superstar, and I know the stat sheet last night looked good, 27 points, 10 boards on 50% shooting, but he was a ghost in the fourth quarter, and he looked shook early in the first quarter, and I just I don't understand – what's going on with Jason Tatum, but I will say this. When you start to look at the trend for Jason Tatum in the fourth quarter when his team needs him to step up, it's going in the wrong direction. The first two rounds of the playoffs, the guy was averaging eight points per game in the fourth quarter on 58% shooting. In the conference finals, that drops down to 4.3 points per game on 38% shooting. And in the finals, the NBA finals, against the Warriors this series, he's averaging three points per game in the fourth quarter on 23% shooting. Dre, when you're supposed to be the best player on the team, when you're supposed to be 
an all-NBA caliber guy, arguably top five, seven in the league, you show up in the fourth quarter. He didn't show up in the fourth quarter, and as a result, his team shot 26% from the field on their way to losing by double digits. Help me understand Jason Tatum and what's going on with him in this series. Yeah, I mean, that that was back-to-back fourth quarters to forget from Tatum. Um, I tweeted about it in game four that the Celtics had control of that game, and then in the fourth quarter, it really felt like Tatum didn't really want to shoot. Um, You know, I don't know what's in that man's head, but about the only time he took a shot was like a a contested three that somebody else had set up off the pass. And I was just calling on him like, hey, this is winning time. This is championship time. This is your chance to take that next step. A couple things with Tatum. Um, I think that he does have that superstar quality. Um, One of my Actually, not one of. My favorite movie of all time is Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. And on the show before yours... Um, he ain't got the glow, Dre. He hey, ain't had a glow last night. Was that he did not have the glow. That's what I'm saying. He, he like In order to get the glow, there's a couple steps. You know, we got to remember he's only 24 years old. But there's a couple steps for him. For one, he has to work on his handle. So both Tatum and Brown... They're the offense creators for the Celtics, but neither one of them are really guards. They're both forwards, and they handle the ball like forwards. And coming into this matchup with the Warriors, I thought that that the Warriors were not built to take advantage of that weakness the way that the Heat and 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 the Bucks were. And and I thought that was a reason why the Celtics would be able to to, to win this game because their defenders, their perimeter defenders in particular, aren't the you know, Drew Holiday and, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler, Cal Lowry types. And I thought that, that that would let Tatum and Brown skate by. But Andrew Wiggins' defense on Tatum, and as I just alluded to, Gary Payton's on Brown, has forced, has showed their weakness that they're not able to create off the dribble against pressure. Tatum has to be able to do that in order to to uh, take that next step because the other Celtics can't create their own offense. It's just him and Brown. And so while a lot of people look at his scoring numbers, to me, Tatum has been best in this series when he's been creating those open looks for Marcus Smart, for Al Horford, um, for, for, for Derek White. You know, when, when he's able to create for his teammates – then he's able to have a monster impact on the game, whether his shot is falling or not. I think he gets away with that. I mean, away from that. And I think that some of it might be listening to people like us and on the outside, because after that first game where he had 13 assists and the Celtics won, all the narrative was, "Whoa, he's got to bounce back in game two. But that was an outstanding game. His shot was just off, but his all-around game was great. He needs to be able to incorporate that creating for his teammates in order for him to really start glowing like Bruce Leroy. Talking with ESPN analyst Andre Snellings on Greeny. And, Dre, I, I want to touch on something because you brought up a really good point when you talked about the Celtics and how their offense operates and how Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have to be the ones that create, but they don't handle like guards, they handle like forwards. Is that the cause of all the turnovers that we've seen from them throughout the course of the playoffs? Because that's really been the barometer as to whether or not the Celtics are going to win a game. Just look at the turnovers. Yeah. I mean, last night, 18 turnovers that led to 22 points for the Golden State Warriors. Is that the reason? Because the guys that are really the, the, the catalyst for your offense, those guys aren't natural ball handlers. Is that the reason why we're seeing the Celtics struggle when it comes to protecting possessions and not turning the ball over? Absolutely. I, I think that's, that's 
absolutely the way this team's built, that's their Achilles heel. And again, I didn't think the Warriors were necessarily built to exploit it because I didn't think they had the perimeter defenders. I didn't know that Peyton was going to be able to come back at this level. And Wiggs, I'm so happy for Andrew Wiggins. You know, I've been following that man since, you know, really since high school. Um, And I don't know if you remember, but when he was coming into the NBA, all of his pre-draft comps, where to Scottie Pippen, that was the player that he was compared to because he had the length and the athleticism. And the thought was if he could adopt that defensive mindset that he could, you know, do a lot of the things that Pippen did. But then, of course, he was drafted by the Cavs and, and he cut his teeth on a, a on a Timberwolves team that, that was struggling and, and really um, needed him to be a scorer. And he showed he could be a 20-plus point-per-game scorer, but we're seeing now what his actual manifest destiny is. And the way that he's playing defense on Tatum, yes, he's taking advantage of the fact that, that Tatum and Brown aren't natural ball handlers, and that's why they're, they're having so many turnovers as they try to create against a really strong uh, Warriors defense. Cantia Carlin in for Greedy on ESPN Radio with Andre Snellings, ESPN NBA senior writer. Okay, with that in mind, you can call me an idiot if you will. I have been called it plenty of times. I would contend that at this point, if the Warriors win this series – even knowing what Steph has done offensively, that Wiggins has actually been the bigger factor in it and thus, with everything that he does, should kind of be playing that Andre Iguodala role of winning the MVP like he did in 2015. First of all, I always got to shout out Iguodala. You know, this, us Andre's got to stick together. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I heard, I heard you, uh, Canty, saying, you know, that man need to stay on the bench. Maybe he does. He but can... nobody ever said less Snellings. Right. Nobody ever said that. <laughs> well, yeah, but and nobody ever said more Snellings to the type of paycheck. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, so to your point, Chris, um, if you look at the playoffs on court, off court, plus minus, I'm, I'm a big analytics guy. I'm a big plus minus that. You know, the the number one on the team, uh, uh, the team 14.7 points better per 100 possessions with him on the court than off in these playoffs has been Andrew Wiggins. Um, number two has been Draymond Green. Um, so Wiggins is at plus essentially plus 15 points per 100 possessions. Draymond's at plus 10 points. And then Steph is, at, is third at, at plus seven among the starters. So, you know, you can take what you will from that. It's not a, a, a detailed stat, though it's been 21 games, so it's starting to to get a few games behind his belt to, to show that there's a little bit of there there. But Wiggins is extremely important to what the Warriors want to do. Now, he's not going to win the Finals MVP. Steph coming into this series, the narrative, he would have had to play like a toe for the Warriors to win and Steph not to be the Finals <laughs> MVP. And he hasn't. He's been outstanding. He had his signature game in Game 4. And if he wins, I mean, if, if the team wins, then he's going to get his coronation. He's going to get this finals MVP because he hasn't had one yet. But Wiggins has been absolutely crucial. And it's not even just like last game he showed up and, and he hadn't been there before. He's been there on Tatum the whole series. In game four, he was, what, 19 and 16 or something? I mean, he was yeah. he, like he, he was crashing the boards like Giannis in, in, in game four. So, you know, Wiggins has absolutely been there. He, he deserves to, to be in this conversation. But if the Warriors win, it, it's going to be Curry's to lose. And, Dre, I, I think there are a lot of people out there that are thinking this is a foregone conclusion that the Warriors are going to win the NBA title because they've got two games to win one of them. And so in the postgame press conference, Ime Adoka said something that I thought was interesting. He pointed out the fact that his team has been in this position in these playoffs against the Milwaukee Bucks when they were down 3-2, and they ended up winning 
back-to-back games. Now, we know that Game 7 was in Boston. Game 7 in this series would be in Golden State. So if Boston were to somehow win the NBA title, how would they have to go about doing it over the course of the next two games? Yeah, absolutely. So in some ways, I think Game 6 will be the more difficult game for Boston than even a Game 7 in in San Francisco would be because obviously they're the team with their back against the wall. They're, if, if this was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they're the team that, that's on their back and, and they're trying to figure out how, you know, how to get the other guy in guard and reverse it. So I think that if the Celtics win this series, it's going to start with a Game 6 that looks a lot like Game 3 and Game 5 did. The Celtics need to come out hard in Game 6. They need to control the the, the narrative, control the pace, control the action in the first half. Um, I expect, I fully expect the Warriors to make their pushing in, in the third quarter and, and make it competitive. But then the Celtics, building off of that early momentum, would need to then carry it through and, and win a Game 6. And if so, they go back to Game 7. There's no such thing as no pressure because they want and fully expect to win a championship. But if they were able to get back to that Game 7, to your point, if, right now, that would be considered enough of a, a upset that they would come in with that confidence. They would say, hey, we beat the defending champion Bucks down 3-2, to two, and, and, and now we're showing at the championship level that this is who we are. That's the blueprint of the way the Celtics could do it. Now, if they come out in game six and the Warriors are right there with them or have the lead early in the game, I think it's going to be very difficult because I don't think they they want to try to come from behind yet again. But if they're able to control it early, and part of controlling it early is what we talked about earlier, is Tatum and Brown getting those other guys going. You need to see Marcus Smart with nine first half points, Al Horford with seven, you know, uh, White with, with, with eight. You know, like th- those guys need to be making their shots early so that when it gets to be the fourth quarter, and as we talk about Tatum and maybe Brown are having more pressure on them, they're able to create and, and get those shots to those guys, and they'll be confident and in rhythm and able to, you know, use their home court crowd to to push push the team to victory that's the the celtics blueprint dre tremendous stuff absolutely appreciate the time awesome stuff thanks again all right andre snellings espn nba senior writer filling us in and telling you exactly how the celtics can get it done if they can with the safe return of live events you can actually be there to catch all the action in person with Vivid Seats. That's right, every alley-oop, every one-timer, every sideline grab can be experienced live. And with Vivid Seats rewards, you can earn rewards like free tickets. All you have to do is collect stamps, redeem, and repeat. It's that easy. From upper level to courtside, Vivid Seats has you covered for all the events that matter to you. So grab your tickets today and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Set your recorders. The Canty Apology is on the way. Next, Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Out to the corner, Thompson, one dribble, fires for three, and crushes it from outside. That could be the dagger. We have a chance. we got two two cracks to getting one win. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It feels good, but we haven't done anything yet. Jason Tatum's getting like fans of the Dodgers game leaving early. Canty and Carlin. Oh, you forgot forgot one part, though. It's showing up late, too. Oh. You forgot that part. Because, uh, I mean, are we forgetting that Ime Adoka had to pull Jason Tatum a little bit earlier than he usually does because Tatum looked shook in the beginning of the game? You had to settle him down? He didn't want to take any shots? I wasn't you forgot that part? I, I wasn't forgetting it. I, okay. I just I didn't want to rub it in too much. If you're on the go, you might be skipping eating the healthy way, which is probably making you feel... A bit more sluggish these days. Well, as a reminder, you can fuel life special moments with heart-healthy Honey Nut Cheerios made with whole grains and low in fat. Cheerios also provides 12 essential vitamins and minerals. So pour your heart into today. It's oh so important. Pick up a box of Honey Nut Cheerios today at your local grocery store. Canty and Carla in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm just, the floor is yours because you, uh, it almost sounds like you didn't sleep a whole lot last night because you have felt bad about leading the audience down a certain path and they have been led astray, frankly, by what you have had to say. So please, yeah, well, well here's the, the thing. I, I just want to apologize because I've been caping for Jason Tatum to be in club superstar. He was all NBA, so by definition, considered a top five player, or at least in the conversation of top five players in the world. Mm -hmm. But when you get on this stage in the NBA Finals, when you're competing for a championship, no matter what stage, no matter what sport you're in, Carlin, the best players play at their best when their best is required. It's called competitive greatness, and that's what I expect when you start getting into the rare air that Jason Tatum found himself in coming into these post these playoffs. I like this I mean, music. Yeah. I mean, the music is perfectly fitting for it. But think about it. Think about the flowers that we were giving Jason Tatum after he swept the Brooklyn Nets with KD and Kyrie or how he went head-to-head with the best player in the world in Giannis and came out on the winning side of it. Even going up against a feisty Miami Heat team and was able to take care of his business and get to the NBA Finals. At just 24 years old. Mm-hmm. I was ready to anoint Jason Tatum a superstar. And in Carlin, I've seen what he's done this series. And he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't played like a superstar because superstars step up when their team needs them to. And in the fourth quarter of yesterday's game, you might as well put Jason Tatum on the back of a milk carton. (laughs) He was one of five from the field. He had five points, but it's what it looked like, Carlin. Because he was deferring to other teammates. And we just heard from Andre Stelling, who said, if it's not Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum creating for the others, 
then Boston is lost on the offensive end. And that's exactly what it looked like. In the two plays that perfectly encapsulate what I'm talking about, early on in the fourth quarter, Jason Tatum gets the ball back after Al Horford gets an offensive rebound. And you know what Jason Tatum decides he's going to do? He's going to drive it to the rim. He's going to get in the paint, get to the rim, and try to score the basketball. Except the Golden State Warriors defense collapses on him. And rather than go straight up and absorb the contact and try to finish through the contact, he does a little bunny step and gets called for traveling. Well, maybe he was afraid to hunt for fouls. Well, I don't. I don't care what it is. You got it. His you coach told go. him not to do well, that anymore. Well, uh, how about how about hunting to try to get to the basket and score? How about finishing through contact? You're six nine for goodness sake. Yeah, you can handle it. And then you know the other one that kind of peeves me a little bit. Mm. The two missed free throws in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah. Now that's set, setting setting aside that he missed a pair of free throws in the first quarter. Setting that aside, the two missed free throws in the fourth quarter. The Boston Celtics missed a total of 10 free throws last night. Carlin, remind me, how much did the Boston Celtics lose by last night? Uh, 10. Okay, thank you. All right, so there's that. And then, Carlin, the, the, the coup de gras, the icing on top of the cake with Jason Tatum. You don't shoot one, but two air balls in the fourth quarter? <laughs> two, two air balls? How does that happen? You shot an air ball on a turnaround, Jay. I get Andrew Wiggins is, is a good two-way player. I get it. He's an all-star. But an air ball? I ask myself in those situations, what would Kobe do? If you're dedicating these playoffs to Kobe, would Kobe shoot air balls on turnaround jump shots in the fourth quarter from the mid-range? Probably not. So I'm struggling with Jason Tatum staying in club superstar right now, and I want to apologize to all of our listeners out there for leading you guys astray. You were bamboozled. You were run amok. I was wrong for railroading you and making you Look at Jason Tatum as a superstar because he ain't, he ain't ready for prime time. He's just not there yet. Okay. Nuno, let's take a step back for a second. We remember yesterday when we were joking about Draymond Green's mother who was saying, I don't know what's wrong with him. And Chris told a story from earlier in his career when he was with the Giants when his father stormed in, when Chris is getting hammered on the back page of the paper, and Chris – Chris's father says to him, you are out there blanking with my last name. That's kind of what I just heard here from Chris, in that he has been such a staunch defender of Jason Tatum. It's not about Tatum's play. It's that Tatum is blanking up Chris Canty's name. Is that fair, Nuno? Is that what you took away from that? This is very personal at this point. Yes. His, Tatum's play is personal, especially because yesterday – Canty spent the show defending him because you said he's out of that club. Like, you're kicking him out. Yes. And Canty defended him, and he spent those two hours. And what has Tatum done? He's made him look bad. So it is like if it was his son, and it's like he's had enough, and I'm putting my foot down. You need to be better. So, Chris, that's my question. Is this about personal trauma? Yeah. I mean, he embarrassed me. Yeah. I I got hit with a barrage of calls Mm -hmm. from our listeners yesterday, and everybody was saying – you're wrong about Tatum. Carlin is right. Canny, you're not seeing it. You're missing it. And I'm just like, what are you guys talking about? I'm not missing anything. Jason Tatum has his team in the NBA Finals. But what I'll say about this is this, Carlin. Be at your best when your best is required, especially in the fourth quarter. And for Tatum to pull a no-show and average three points mm. in fourth quarters in games this series, 
It's completely unacceptable. He's no He's, longer in club superstar. Call the bouncers, throw him out on his head. Fresh Prince, DJ Jazzy Jeff style. That's what it needs to look like. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.